You're listening to the Tech Made Simple podcast, episode number nine. Welcome to Tech Made Simple, a podcast for people who want more from the technology they use. Here's your technology navigator, Michelle Guerra. Have you ever had one of those days where you're in a hurry to get out the door, back out of the driveway and drive off, but keep thinking that you forgot to close the garage door when you left your house? I still have one of those days. Since I created such a basic habit for closing the garage door that I totally forgot if I actually did it. I will circle the block just to see if I actually did close the garage door. It causes me havoc, but I want to ensure that I have locked up my house. Good habits are great to keep you on your game, but creating them is the hard part. Just like you get into a habit of locking your house or your car doors, you need to put yourself in the frame of mind to build a good habit of securing your smartphone. I am always looking for ways to secure my personal information. I believe that implementing good security habits is your best defense when it comes to using your smartphone in public areas. You need to always be on the alert when you are using your smartphone. Know what you should and should not be doing when you are using your smartphone in a public place. In today's episode, I want to share with you some simple tips to keep your smartphone safe when you are on the go. Let's get started. The first tip is using passcodes and touch ID on your smartphone. In episode number three, I covered strong passwords and two-step authentication. Passcodes and Touch ID are yet another layer of security you can use with your smartphone. Let's start with the passcode option. When smartphones came out with this first layer of security that you can enforce on your smartphone, it only required you to use four-digit PIN codes, much like your debit or credit card PIN code. It's more common for smartphone users to have this added on their smartphone today because it becomes more enforced or required now for all smartphone users. Did you know that you can use a passcode with six digits now? Yes, you can change your passcode to be more than just four digit requirements, making it even more difficult for someone to easily hack into your smartphone. Much like layering up when it's cold outside, you need to have layers by which you access your information. This makes you less vulnerable for hackers to have access to your information. Now let's talk about the Touch ID option. Your fingerprint is unique. So enforcing a Touch ID for logging into your smartphone should be a requirement for you. This is not just one fingertip requirement. You can add multiple fingers to your smartphone. My husband and I have added each other's fingerprints to each other's smartphones. This allows us to be able to access the information should something happen to one of us. Smartphone companies understand the value of providing you options for layering up your security. Apple now offers Face ID on their latest smartphones. This is yet another unique option for you to add as a security layer on your smartphone. My second tip is keeping your operating system and apps always up to date by installing the latest updates on your smartphone. Years ago, when software was distributed via diskettes or CDs, all software application that you used didn't have any type of automatic updater. If you found a bug or an error, 
then you had to report it and then wait for a fix to be distributed. Sometimes those bugs were security breaches or errors that crashed your computer. The fix might have taken weeks or months to get resolved. Today, there are systems in place for you to download your apps or operating systems via an internet connection on your smartphone. Your smartphone should notify you for each update for an app or the operating system or OS. I know what you're thinking. The last time I updated my phone to the latest version, it created a whirlwind of issues for me. It changed the look and feel of how my smartphone worked and I spent hours trying to access my information. Hey, I've been there. You're not alone on the updates may cause an issue for you. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret for how software companies work. There are two different types of releases that all software companies follow. The first way is a point release. This can be identified by the version number of the update. You can find that out by looking at the apps and the OS updater details. A point release is usually security or bug fixes that were made in an update. For example, you had installed an app with version 3.3 and the updater states that there is a new release of the version is 3.3.1 or 3.4. That means they have a small minor changes that need to be added to your app or OS you have installed on your smartphone. The second way is a major release. This would be a whole new number in a release version for the app or OS. For example, you've installed 9.7.1 and the updater has version 10 now available. Typically Apple and Android give a clear listing of all the new feature functions that they are adding in to a major release. This is an update that you really want to pay attention to because the look and feel could be way different for you when you start to use the app or OS again. You should at a minimum look at the release details that the software company provided for you. They are sharing the reasons for the update. Maybe you experienced some of the issues they were posted. Keeping your smartphone apps and the operating system updated is crucial to keeping your smartphone secure. Why? Because the software companies are always improving the systems to ensure your information is safe. Now on to our third tip, backing up your smartphone. Have you ever thought for just a moment about what you would do if you didn't have your smartphone? What if it was stolen or lost better yet? damage beyond repair. Do you have an idea for how you would recover your information you have stored on your smartphone? This is not something you can call an insurance company to help you out with. Insurance companies only replace the objects you own and not the actual data you have stored on the device. In episode number six, I went over the organizing and managing your contacts. So not just your contacts to be backed up, your photos and apps need to be backed up as well. Your backup should include your contacts, photos, and apps you use on your smartphone. Maybe you're not convinced yet on this feature. Well, I have an excellent scenario to explain why backing up your smartphone is so important. You're on the phone while arriving at a restaurant that you have planned to meet some friends for dinner. 
As soon as you hang up on your call, you fumble with your smartphone and wind up dropping it on the ground just outside of your car, causing you to smash the screen. And better yet, there's a puddle of water right there in that spot. The phone is all wet and is basically damaged beyond repair at this point. This is not really a far-fetched story. I know I've dropped my phone many times on the ground. Thankfully, I didn't damage it. However, it doesn't always work out like that. If you've been backing up your smartphone, all you will have to do is go and purchase a new one and then restore your entire phone from backup. Yep, you can restore your smartphone from backup, allowing you not to skip a beat and have all your settings back the way you had it before. I will provide links in the show notes for this episode to Android and Apple's documentation on backing up your smartphone. Review your settings on your smartphone to ensure you are backing up all your information on your phone. Now on to tip number four, wiping your phone remotely. I don't think a lot of you have heard about this option, but it is a wise one to use if you ever get detached from your phone. Technology has evolved now that you can remotely wipe or essentially erase everything that was ever on your smartphone. Yep, you can do that remotely. You may not really need to do this ever, but if your smartphone is ever stolen or lost, you may want to know about this particular option because you don't want to leave any information for someone to use. I haven't ever had to use this option But if I do get detached from my phone, I will certainly know how I can remove my digital information off of my smartphone. You should always be thinking about ways that you can ensure your information is always safe, even if you misplace or lose your phone. Now I can't show you how you can do this, but I can certainly share with you the information on how you can do this with your Apple or Android smartphone. I'll provide links in the show notes. All right, now for my last tip to keeping your smartphone secure, the question of should you use the free Wi-Fi connections on your smartphone? Smartphones were built to be mobile. Be simple to connect to the internet at a moment's notice and keep you to date on all your friends and family members at any given time. Numerous studies have been done over the idea that consumers must be connected and they need to use public Wi-Fi connections. Public Wi-Fi connections are typically unsecure connections to the internet, meaning it's not locked down like your home internet. It's important for you to realize that you may be putting your information at risk. If you do connect to a free Wi-Fi connection, be sure not to access your banking information. Identity thieves are waiting for you to access sensitive information for them to take something of value. I know what you're thinking. I only have just a few megabytes left on my smartphone plan and I want to save them for later. I'll just use the free Wi-Fi in the coffee shop to check my social media. Identity thieves have become increasingly smarter when it comes to unsecured public Wi-Fi. It's not really worth it to join an unsecured public Wi-Fi just to check your emails or social media feed on your smartphone. It's better just to use your phone's internet connection instead. What seems like an innocent connection may turn out to be riskier than you think. I've covered a lot in today's episode, so let's recap on today's topic. In tip number one, 
I covered an adding another layer of security to your phone. Use a longer passcode or add Touch ID for accessing your phone. Adding layers makes it harder for someone to hack into your smartphone. Tip number two, I share the importance of keeping your apps and OS up to date at all times. Review what the software company is updating in the app or OS. Is this a point release or a major release? Tip number three, covers the need for backing up your smartphone, allowing yourself to recover easily in case your smartphone got damaged or lost. On tip number four was having another option. Should your smartphone get lost or stolen, you can wipe your information off your phone remotely. And last tip, tip number five, don't connect to free Wi-Fi connections on your smartphone. Saving data off of your smartphone plan is not worth the risk of identity theft. There are a couple of things that I covered in today's episode related to cloud technology. If you are not familiar enough with the cloud, but want to learn more about it, I've created the perfect online course that walks you through the cloud computing is how it works with your smartphone and why you should care. I give a deeper dive into the common platforms and benefits you can use today. This is a short course, but is packed with great information. The course is not specific to any type of phone, so you understand the information as it relates to your smartphone today. The course is called Unleash the Power of Cloud with your smartphone. To learn more about this course, click the link provided in the show notes. If you found today's show informative and helpful, share it with a friend. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Until next week, thanks for listening.